welcome to Maiden Speech. My name is Monica Ferguson, portrait photographer and self-love advocate from New Zealand. Each week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to uplift and empower you. Thanks for hanging out. Now let's get into it. Okay, <laughs> let's do this. Zareen, back in the house. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. So, so good. Like I said to Linnea last week, I did pretty well, I think, to wait this long for you to come back. I could have easily had you back the next day. Oh, <laughs> thank you. And also what I will say is the feedback that I got over our last podcast was crazy. Like I literally have, been, have had people quote your words to me at least 15 times. Like, I love that thing she said about this and, and people speaking like, yeah, oh, emotional resilience and da, 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 da. Amazing, 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 amazing. So that's why I was like, right, got to have you back. And especially when I was in the shower thinking about you as I do and <laughs> the topic came to me and your face came to me and I was like, right, meant to be. So yeah, thank you so much for your time again. Thank you. I love, I love chatting to you, Monica, about like anything. You just, <laughs> you're, you're so good at just getting words out of me. Like that's magic. Good, that's good. <laughs> it's good that we're on a podcast then. Yes. <laughs> now, now, the reason you already know the topic that I'm going to ask you to speak about, the reason why I felt so strongly called to ask you about it was a conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago where we realized that we had something in common that we'd never talked about before. And it was around forgiving people who have done terrible things, right? Like terrible, terrible things. And how yeah. do you get to that place where, where you can actually literally release that from your body? And that quote always comes to my mind around, you know, like resentment is like swallowing poison and hoping, hoping the other person will die that kind of thing. And like, it actually, you know, the, the lack of forgiveness that people can hold on to sometimes can like eat them alive, like a cancer or something. And so when I thought of you in the shower and then text you about it, and when you text me back about 80 texts, I was like, right, this is the person for the job. I mean, oh, this is such a huge topic. And to be honest, I'm not even entirely sure where we should begin, but I would love to start anywhere. Like, how okay. did you, yeah, I mean, I'm going to let you run with this one because you're the expert. Okay. So I think, I think you're right. Like forgiveness is something that is really hard to do. In certain circumstances, it's more difficult than others. I agree that it's very, very bad to sit around festering, feeling resentful, feeling, you know, revenge as well. There's a great quote and I can't remember who said it but it's something along the lines of how healthy anger can energize us to do things better, but hate energizes us to do things that are worse or make, make the situation worse. Mm. So I think, where do we start? We start, for me, when you text me about that, the very, very first thing that came into my head was, well, what is forgiveness? Yeah. So I thought about it for a little while. How, how, would, how would I personally define forgiveness? And for me, forgiveness is a form of acceptance to the extent that you can let go of pain. And what I'm gonna, how I'm going to explain that, because you know I love to talk about assigning meaning. Yes, yes. <laughs> so on our brains, right? So our brains are hardwired to assign meaning to everything. And how we assign that is related to our beliefs. And I've, I've spoken to you many times about this, about how our beliefs are influenced by our family, our friends, the people that we work with, the work that we do, the media, the news, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think I've spoken to you as well about the, the inner rule book that we have. Yes. Have we, have we chatted about that? Right. Okay. So you have this rule for your beliefs and the, the rules are all set up to protect your beliefs. And so just to try and put this into context a bit better, say for example, I have a belief that it is, it is wrong to eat other people's treats. Right. Yes, like say chocolate, okay? Which it is, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so if someone takes my treat, then obviously I'm going to have some kind of reaction to that. Yeah. You know, because my rule is that we, we don't eat other people's treats. Mm -hmm. And 
how I'm going to react to that, I'm going to have an emotional reaction and then that's going to cause me to have a behavioral reaction. So if I perceive that someone has wronged me, so if one of the kids or Rob comes in and eats my treat, I'm going to be pretty pissed off about that. Yeah. Right. And how pissed off I am, I believe depends on how important that belief is to me. So if I look at one of them eating my treat in comparison to I'm walking down the road and someone just randomly attacks me, like horrifically attacks me, obviously it's going to be a lot more difficult for me to forgive the person that's attacked me than Rob or the kids who have eaten my treat. And the reason I think for that is because when they've eaten my treat, they can it's not that important to me and they can justify it by saying, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize it was yours. It was just sitting there in the fridge. And so I can, I can easily assign meaning to that, right? They thought, it, they thought it was theirs or they're probably lying that they thought it was theirs and they just cannot resist the temptation of chocolate. Yeah. However, if someone has beaten me to within an inch of my life and it's, it's random or say, for example, our partner has, has cheated on us or a best friend has really badly betrayed us. Um, someone has got us in a position where they've taken our finances. That's going to be much harder for us to be able to assign meaning to. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we can end up getting stuck. And so it's really, really hard to figure our way through how do we forgive someone for that is that a good place to start uh yeah right in the deep end i love it (laughs) it's where we hang out the most yeah that that is that totally makes sense yeah totally okay yeah and it's it's sorry i know you go ahead you go you're good I'm just thinking about what you said about, you know, like it's important, it's really important to be able to, to be able to forgive. And if you're thinking about that in the context of acceptance, Mm -hmm. you have to come to a point where you realize that you can't take back what's happened. Yeah. So if you're stuck, right, if you're stuck, you know, thinking, uh, I'll use that being attacked example, and I'll probably use that quite a lot you know, because it's, it's, it's quite a a horrible, shitty thing to happen to someone, right? Imagine that I'm stuck and I can't forgive and I'm trying to assign meaning to what's happened. I'm just going to be living that moment over and over and over and over again. And I'm going to be holding on to it and it cannot be changed. That moment can't be changed. Mm. So it's really important for us to be able to forgive because it actually empowers us. And this is, this is a hard one. And the way that I explain it, because as you know, you know, I've, I've been in a situation, I've been in situations where I've really struggled with forgiveness. But the thing that I've realized about it is that um, I actually get back control when I stop using my time to feel all those like unhealthy emotions that I'm feeling when I stop losing sleep, when I keep thinking about why did this happen? Why did this happen? And I've actually got to points where I've been physically unwell because I've not been able to, to move past it. So like, I'm not in control then, Mm. you know, I have no control. Whereas forgive, being able to forgive, accept and move on, gives me my life back. Yeah. Yes. You know, and here's the thing, here's the thing I, I need to say as well about this is when you forgive someone that does not reduce the impact of what they did. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't reduce. If someone has beaten me to a pulp, that doesn't mean to say that I condone what they've done. It doesn't mean to say that I'm okay with what they've done. Mm. All it means is that I don't want to live like this anymore. Yeah. And I need to do this to empower myself. This is about me. Because the truth is, you know, that person who's done that to me, they might not even feel bad about doing it. And they might just go on about their lives for the rest of their lives. You know, if they get caught, even if they they get sentenced for it, whatever, they might never feel the remorse Mm. for, for what they've done. 
So what is the point in me carrying all of that pain and negativity for the rest of my life? Yeah. Yeah. I think something that so jumped out at me, I've honestly been talking to everyone about it since our last podcast was how you were talking about projection and how we're all projecting all the time. And, and so that's the thing. I feel like our egos always want to understand why. Mm-hmm. And so we want to like, we want to understand, yes, that person's sorry, or, or we want revenge or whatever. It's like, but it doesn't work that way. And just listening to you then, I was thinking about how, what it feels like is that when you are able, able to forgive um, without closure or without whatever you, you know, want to happen, it's like mm. you free yourself. That's, that's the whole point is that you're actually releasing yourself of the control from someone else because actually that situation happened but it doesn't need to continue to happen by us like carrying it around all the time yeah Yeah. I I feel like there's yeah you see this all the time like people someone did something terrible years and years and years ago and they still use it as a reason to to be angry and to not not trust other people and to you know sit at home and hide out from the world and yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so there's um like the, the yeah so there's kind of like different like I think there's kind of different reasons in that as well when you say yeah sometimes you just have to accept that you'll never know and that's the meaning that you need to assign to that situation I just I just will never know why this happened to me I will never know why this person did that to me mm. and then you that's the meaning that you need to assign to it and I will tell you a, a little bit more I have jotted down a couple of strategies and I'll go through them but I just want to say on that as well when people are sitting there thinking 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 there are other reasons as well so sometimes people don't want to take you know you talked about ego and sometimes people don't want to take responsibility for the part that that they may have played in that you know so if you're not taking responsibility for your part in whatever has happened now I'm going to go back to the chocolate treat because somebody randomly attacking me walking down the street. I don't have responsibility in that, yeah. but the kids eating my treat. Like I have to ask myself, well, did I actually tell them that, that, that that's my treat? Mm. And then you have some people who enjoy the attention that they're getting from being in that victim space. And that doesn't make them a bad person, by the way, because if someone is sitting in that space and they're enjoying that attention, my, my first question would be, I wonder what their story is that they have to sit, you know, there. And that's, a, that's for a whole different podcast. I know I would go off on a, a terrible <laughs> t- tangent and we can get, you know, we can, we can also be trapped here because the, because like I said before, the person who hurt us has no, has no remorse or maybe they've caused us financial loss and there's also like you have to ask yourself if if i have any responsibility in this what part did i play because once you start working that out you can start you know then processing it Mm -hmm. and also there's just some people who behave like idiots sometimes and some people do things to us and they genuinely don't realize the pain that they've caused us yeah so in those cases we just need to give people a a fool's pardon and and remember that the action that someone does it doesn't always define who they are as a whole person and I was thinking a quote that I heard someone else use with regard to forgiveness and it's a great quote and it's there it's Martin Luther King Jr Mm -hmm. and I did write this one down and it is there is some good in the worst of us and some evil in the best of us when we discover this, we're less prone to hate our enemies. And that's about things that, I, that I've done personally when I had to look at forgiveness. And that is trying to understand the circumstances that caused that person to act in the way that they did. Yeah. And think about the fact that there's always two sides to every story as well. You know, so it's, it's, it's thinking not everyone is perfect. No, except for us. <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah and there's there's things that you can you that you can do if you do 
you know, if you find yourself moving towards forgiveness, right? So if, if you've, if you thought about, well, maybe that person has this story, or maybe you find out that this person has this story, or um, you realize that maybe you're partly responsible, or maybe they were just being an idiot. There's different things that you can do. So for example, like we've talked about boundaries, eh? Mm Because you know that boundaries is another one I love. So Mm -hmm. if someone's actions have been toxic and you can't rebuild the trust, then you need to think about whether to remove them from your life. Because toxic relationships are not healthy. Mm. And you have your journey and everyone else has theirs. Yeah. There's just so many facets to this. Wow. I know it's, it's like, it's, it's huge and it, and it is, (laughs) and everything comes down to beliefs, right? Yeah. The person who beat me up, they beat me up because they have a a belief, you know, that's caused them some kind of whatever is going on. The kids take my chocolate. (laughs) That's, you know, that's because they believe they can get away with it. (laughs) Yeah. And I love those two examples because I think it is so important that we don't actually gloss over some of the really heavy stuff, you know, like the the big stuff that completely changes your life. And like the example that, you know, within our own circles and the stories that we connected on, like forgiving that person was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And the process of getting there, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about it. So it's funny, I was never okay with talking about this until recently. And now I feel like, it's kind of my duty to talk about it. So I'm going to. Basically, the process, the person that I needed to forgive was my ex-stepdad, who was extremely violent. He completely destroyed my mom. And we lived with him. For, I was five until about 12. We lived with him. And so I witnessed some horrific stuff and how he just destroyed my mom in every way, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically. And with one of my coaches recently, she said, like, this just kept coming up. It was one of those things that, I had just pushed so far down since I was 13. And it was like, at the time, no one talked to me about it. No one, no one had my back. None of the adults, you know, when I think that the neighbor was my school teacher and he could, he knew everything that was going on, but he'd face me at school and no one, you know, I I just can't even believe that people just don't know what to do and they freeze and they do nothing. But like, yeah, to get to that point where, because I was coming up every day, I was starting to get these little flashbacks of things that I just hadn't thought about since I was a kid. And I was like, okay, so obviously it's time for me to, to really address this. And it was, it was like my brain hadn't even allowed me to go there until now. And I feel like it must be part of my personal development journey that I was now strong enough to deal with it or to like heal it, you know, but as it came up, I had to, um, the assignment I was given was to write a letter to him and basically the the end outcome the the dream scenario was that I'd get to a place where I could forgive him and I remember looking at my coach and just saying okay because I'd I'd written several letters like this before but something so different about him right because like exactly like we were talking about there was no I'm sorry there was no oh I've seen the error in my ways and I I'm a changed person there was none of that at all and so it was like holy smokes, like coming to terms with everything that had happened, what he had done and writing this letter, I think I wrote about, I'd written about five pages and I'd been like stabbing the page and just like angry, angry, angry. And with some of the other letters that I'd written, I'd got to a point where you get the initial anger out and then you come to a place of more like objectivity. And that's when you can start to look at the person as a whole and be like, okay, so what are your stories? You know, what are you projecting? Like where have these beliefs come from? And then you can kind of be more compassionate and then you're able to forgive. With this guy, I was five pages deep and I, I wrote, I can't think of a single good thing you've ever done. How can I forgive you? And I was literally sitting there like, I have no idea where to go with this. And then the face of my little brother jumped into my head. And that's where and I guess this is changing, changing my story, right? Because that was the single, like my brother Fergus is everything to me, everything. And so that, that disproved that straight away, that actually that was one good thing. And without this guy, I would not have had my little brother. 
So it was from there that I was able to kind of, I don't know, almost like tip the scales in terms of the anger that I was feeling and, and have gratitude for, if nothing else, gratitude for my brother. And then from there, it was like I was able to, like we were talking about before, free myself from the anger, like the anger that I didn't realize had been within me for what? I just turned 30. So 18 years I've been carrying this around. And and from there is to step back and and look at him and look at all the things that I had not wanted to look at, which were, I knew exactly where his behaviors had come from, where he'd learned that from. I'd seen that in his parents, all that kind of stuff. And then eventually get to a point where I could actually see not just the gratitude for my brother, but also the fact that this man was one of my greatest teachers. You know, there were so many qualities in me that I can actually pinpoint to specific moments that happened with him. And it's like a fascinating process to go through because forgiveness, like forgiving someone for something little, like stealing your treat or whatever, is, is one a thing. But A chocolate in the fridge. Yeah, although that's actually pretty big, let's just... <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the massive stuff, like... And I just feel like no one's talking about it. And it's like, but this would literally eat me alive had I not... And like now that I, you know, now that I've released it, I'm seeing all the ways that, and all all the stories and all the things that, yeah, that I've been carrying around and thinking and stuff that weren't even true, but that I'd internalized, you know, it's like, but I'm like, where are the people talking about this? Honestly, like we just have, we're not even talking about the biggest possible thing, but I think also we like to blame people. Like it's easy. I mean, it is easy and yeah exactly like we said before I by no stretch of the imagination am I condoning any of this behavior but I wanted to liberate myself you know it's like at the end of the day not like he's not gonna you know if people say you know an eye for an eye or whatever it's like well that's not really a healthy way of looking at things is it but at the end of the day, an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. Yeah, exactly. So that's not a clever way. Yeah. At the end of the day, like me just hating and being angry and resentful is not affecting his day at all. It's just destroying mine and it's destroying my quality of life and, and all the, all the relationships that I have with people around me. Here is maybe the difference between you and the people who aren't talking about it is that they they've yet to get their insight yeah you know you had your your insight through the work that you've been doing and, and through the coach mm. and you know when you think about your 13 13 year old self you're not you're not even supposed to know what to do with that kind of you know life going on at 13 it's not a 13 year old's job to be able to make sense of of something like that you know, so you can, you know, there has to be an element of self-forgiveness there as well, which is also a very hard thing to do, but it is a, it is a great, you're right. It is an extremely liberating experience. It's an extremely empowering experience when you do get that insight and you do manage to work through. And you were talking about blame earlier and you know, we know, we talk about Brenny Brown and how she talks about blaming. Um, and we, we, we do blame to try because it's, it's uncomfortable. So we need to have someone to blame. And if we're not going to blame ourselves, we need to have someone else to blame, mm-hmm. you know, so the whole blaming and the justification, I guess the same way that someone who is hurting us or hurting someone that, that we love is going through their blaming and their justification as well yeah 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 but it's it's extremely it's and and you're absolutely right i've i've been in that situation as well where i had to think man this this person is not spending their days or you know a day here or you know a week here or whatever it it was thinking about this or feeling as messed up as i feel about this at the moment so yeah it's it it's great when you get when you get the insight and you're able to understand about forgiveness and i think as well sometimes you know, when when a person doesn't 
seem to have remorse or shows no remorse. But that I think is probably one of the hardest places that we sit in terms of being able to forgive. Yes. Yeah. Because I know for, for me personally, it's felt like, well, if I forgive, then I'm saying that it's okay. But then I had the insight that that's not at all what forgiveness is about. It's not about saying it's okay. Yeah. It's about saying, I accept that this happened. I accept that I can't change it. I accept that this happened because of that person's story. I didn't, I didn't do anything to warrant this. This person has no remorse. And I'm the one who is still being beaten up over this. So I need to let go. I need to learn how to forgive. Yeah. It feels like really your ability to forgive, it, it always seems to come back to self-love, honestly. <laughs> like, because especially like for this sort of a person who shows no remorse, Forgiving someone who has no remorse, I mean, it sounds like an impossible task, but I guess what it comes down to is the more that you love yourself and you realize that it, you're actually doing it for yourself because you deserve to be freed of this. It actually has nothing to do with the other person. Like, isn't that the thing? And maybe that's part of my journey was that when I did not love myself, there was a part of me that felt like, well, maybe I deserved it. Or maybe if I was better, that wouldn't have happened to me or something like that. But maybe with the, the self-awareness that comes from really understanding yourself and knowing your value, you're able to see, you're able to separate as well other people's behaviors from your own worth. Yeah, those, those questions that you're asking yourself, to me, that feels like that's just you trying to assign the meaning. Mm. Your brain is like desperately trying to go, okay, if I can just find out a meaning and attach it to it then you know then then that's okay I can file that away I can move on and and you know you're scurrying around through your the way that you see the world you're trying to make it fit with your story of the world but what you need to do is change your belief mm. you need to you know change your belief that gets you into that mindset that sometimes shitty things happen and sometimes shitty th things happen to, to us and sometimes they just, they just happen and that's the way it is and the person doesn't have remorse and you just have to accept that, that either you'll never know or you find out about their story and, and you realize that actually they've had a pretty shitty time too. Yeah. It doesn't excuse what they did. It doesn't excuse it. When, when somebody does something that is really horrific, it's not, forgiveness is not excusing, excusing it. I think that's probably about the 10th time I've said that. Yeah. <laughs> I think because that's important for me, that's an important thing for anyone who listens to this podcast who is stuck trying to forgive someone. Yeah. It doesn't mean what they did was okay. No. Absolutely It's not. not about that. It's not about deciding whether what they did was okay or not okay. It's about healing yourself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I like that you did, I like that you did the letter. That is, that is a, a really good strategy for forgiveness is write a letter to that person and then the next day read it and then either send it or get rid of it. Send it. Um, I was told never to send it. <laughs> where are you? Well, it depends on what it is. Obviously, Not this obviously, <laughs> if it's a, a five-page letter that about something that's really horrific, then no, don't send it. But you know, if it's if it's a, a a friend say that has oh I don't know, oh think on the spot here of an example. <laughs> say it's a friend who's just let you down and maybe let you down a couple of times, and you're feeling betrayed by them, and you write a letter and tell them you know, these are all the feelings that I have. At least that opens the way for conversation. Totally. If you can't talk to them. Yeah. The other thing that you can do, which is a really, really good little exercise 
is to write down 20 things that you're grateful for mm -hmm. and then write down 20 things that you're grateful for in life after whatever it is that took place happened yeah and i mean obviously in your circumstance it's different because this happened from 13 and then you know you're now 30 if there's an event say one specific event that happens and then most of the time you should find that your 20 things are still matching and then use the the things the matching things to help heal you like to help nourish your soul mm -hmm. so for example if if you enjoyed having a coffee with a friend before it happened and you enjoy having you can still enjoy having a coffee with your friend after it happened go have a coffee with your friend you know yeah. if you enjoy walking and you can still do that after go and you know walk and obviously now i just want to um mention i'm just thinking about walking in that example i used of um being beaten up um sometimes we get really afraid that what's happened to us is going to happen again so for example the beaten up thing or if a partner or a spouse cheats on you all those kind of things then you need to look at setting healthy boundaries with that person or get some professional help mm. if you're scared to walk out the door because someone has attacked you get professional help don't try and deal with that kind of thing on your own mm. which i'm sure if it was a big beating up and the police were involved you would be offered the help anyway and meditation is really good see if you find yourself in a space that that you keep thinking about the event and you you can't stop thinking about it and i call it an event because i i can't think of a better word at the moment to use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you feel that you're constantly going back to whatever it was that happened try meditation to just bring you back into the present i'm not very good at meditation <laughs> but even just noticing things noticing things around you there's lots of different exercises that you can pop up there's lots of apps for meditation and stuff so that's that's a good one just to bring you back to the present to stop you reliving that over and over again as well mm. and you know that thing about writing the letter as well that makes me think of <laughs> from another th another quote and i think it was albert einstein who said it and it was something and i don't know it verbatim but it was something about not being able to solve a problem if you try to solve it if you stay in the same energy that you were in when it was created yeah so if you're hopping mad and you're writing that letter and you're you're as mad as you were when the thing happened like you said your pen went through the paper and stuff yeah <laughs> that then yeah that's you know you, you can't solve it that way you know as in i will send this letter and solve it does that make sense yeah totally totally i think um one of the big things to note too is that I say I was five pages in, but this was like a full 48 hours, this process, because the things okay. that came up and also what's interesting is that when you kind of open something like this up, you find all these other things that you had no idea were in there. And for me, like that anger that came out, it was rage, like I've never experienced before. And it was like rage on behalf of my young self. It was like, injustice you know like how dare and what was funny though was that i was angry at so many people so many people it was like i had a list of people that i needed to actively forgive you know oh it's amazing it's amazing but i just and i just sort of think well like what would have happened if i had never done that how would that have affected the rest of my life and you know <laughs> yeah yeah Yes. Well, you don't know. Would it have come out at some point in the future? Would it have stayed there? Is it the reason for why you get triggered for some things? Will your life now change and you won't be as triggered? It's, uh, it's really interesting, but only you have the answer to those questions. Yeah. So then what is the role of self-forgiveness and how important is that in this scenario? self-forgiveness is huge it's absolutely huge and you know because we're we're always there listening to the little voice you know that tells us oh you've done this and you've made a mistake and and you've done this you've done that 
So one of the biggest things about self-forgiveness is being able to accept your flaws, right? There's, there's no such thing as perfection. And we talked about that in the last podcast. And if you take responsibility for all the things that you can and all the things that you should, then you can make change in your life because you can change the things that are within your control and you can let go of the things that you can't control. And, and specifically relating to the story that you've talked about tonight. And I've, I know a lot of people who have been in, in similar situations or people who have had other things happen to them. And one of the results of that has been self-sabotage. And so they've gone off because they're just in this horrible space. They don't know what to do with themselves. They're asking themselves questions like you, you said, I must have deserved this. Is that what you said? Or uh, yeah, this I, wondered, happened, I wondered that at certain times. Yes. Yeah. And we can find ourselves in pretty vulnerable positions at certain ages or when we have access to like alcohol or drugs or all those kind of things and we can end up like going down a really dark path of self-sabotage and the problem with that is not only is it harmful to ourselves but there is a giant risk that we end up taking other people as collateral damage with us so we end up hurting someone else because we're in this horrible space and, and we're, we're now in self-loathing you know, we believe I must be a horrible person. I'm an awful person. I deserve this. I hate myself. And so I'm just going to live up to this reputation that I've made for myself. And then, and then it gets made worse. I'm laughing. It's not funny. That wasn't a, a funny laughing. It's just like, you know, one of those ironic things. And then we end up feeling shit because we've hurt someone else along the way. And I've watched someone who hurt people along the way. And I've watched them then have to deal with their inability to self-forgive on top of everything else. Yeah. And it's a, it's a really, it's an awful thing to witness when you care about someone. So self-forgiveness to me is massive. Uh, we can all make mistakes. And the thing you have to ask yourself as well is what was my intention? And this is not just talking about, you know, like what you've spoken about in, in with your story. It's not just about domestic violence. It's not just about walking down the street and getting randomly attacked or whatever. This is just whenever we find it tough to forgive ourselves as well because we've done something that we shouldn't, we feel we shouldn't have done. So, you, you know, a good thing to do is to ask yourself, what was my intention here? Because if you can ask yourself that and then you can take responsibility, you can own up to to that part and like I was saying before then you can change your behaviors and I think another really good thing as well is talking to someone that you trust to get an objective perspective mm. you know when someone when someone tells you that well I understand why you would have done that or I can see why you would have done that or that was a really shitty thing to do but it was just a mistake that can be really helpful yeah. And imagine your best friend in the same situation. So if you've done something and you're you're like really tearing your hair out over it, you're really worrying about the consequences and so on. Imagine if your best friend came to you in the same situation. Would you be able to forgive them? You know, that's the kind of question that you need to be asking yourself. Would you forgive them? What would you tell them? Mm. So yes, yeah, self-forgiveness is is huge particularly because I think, you know, for me, particularly because I've seen, I've watched self-destruction, uh, self-sabotage, and it's, it's not, it's not fun. That's not a very happy note, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was just thinking that, I'm like, man, how are we going to turn this around for the positive? But at the same time, I'm so enjoying this conversation. It's, um, that's, oh, it doesn't all have to be roses, you know, that's the thing. 
for the self. Life isn't roses. Life isn't all roses. Life's not supposed to be all roses. You should put that on a t-shirt. You can walk around. <laughs> Life is not roses. But that's the thing. And I find the self-forgiveness stuff. So when I got really obsessed with writing letters and journaling and just, I find it so therapeutic to, I think too, because you have an opportunity to say exactly what you mean. Um, there's no sugarcoating it because you're not worried about someone else's feelings or, you know, you say exactly what you feel and it's so liberating. It like it gets it out of your body and yeah writing writing all these letters and i've totally my mind has just gone off somewhere what was i saying <laughs> yes we were we were talking about the self-forgiveness and yes you know it. since you've been writing and yeah. journaling and yeah. i wrote myself a letter forgiving myself for all of these things and honestly it was one of the most empowering experiences of my entire life because I, again, didn't realize, like I knew, especially when I, like before I started this personal development journey and stuff, I absolutely loathed myself. I knew that. But what happened, like when I actually gave myself an opportunity to forgive myself, all the stuff that came out and kind of understanding how much I'd been holding on to and how much I'd internalized and also how much of that wasn't even mine. It was other people's, or it was my perception of what other people wanted me to be and how I felt like I'd fallen short of that. And then I just beaten myself up for years about something that wasn't even real. And this is with you, you in my head, story, 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 like all day, every day, a little angel on my shoulder. Like I can, oh, the story thing is just so, so interesting. Like now that it's in my awareness, I just see it all the time. And I was just reading this book. Have you read this book called You Are a Badass? No. Read it immediately. I think you told me about that, actually. Yeah, I I literally mentioned it yesterday. Yeah. And she was talking about stories and how, like, how did she put it? There was a phrase that she used, and I talked about it online yesterday, actually. But it's basically about looking at a story that we've told ourselves and false reward is what she called it so even for example like when you get into this stuff around like self-sabotage and all that I'm like oh my gosh it's so relevant so so relevant how you know the belief that I'm not good enough or I'm not talented enough or I don't whatever seeing how that actually helped to serve you in a way because you know holding on to that belief meant that I never put myself out there, which meant I was never exposed to or open to rejection or, you know, all of these things that like it served me by keeping me small and unseen and safe in a sense. And it's just so fascinating how all of these things come together. You know, we have all these different podcasts about vulnerability and imposter syndrome and worthiness and self-love and, uh, and forgiveness. And it's, all connected it all like comes together to make one complete person the benefits of of the negative belief yeah there's a bit like okay so i i explain the benefit of the negative belief or a a, a belief that is not self-serving yeah for example let's say i want to give up donuts Mm -hmm. right because i know that donuts are not healthy for me but if I give up donuts, then I also have to give up the lovely smell, the way it makes me feel when I eat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. So it's like, it's like, I don't want to give up those, those things. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, um, yeah, it's, it is amazing. And it all comes, do you know what though, Monica, mm-hmm. everything is a belief. Yeah. Everything is a belief. Everything always comes back to beliefs. And guess what? Because what you believe now, you might learn some further information and I may learn some further information in the future that makes me feel like the things I really believe now, I no longer believe them. Mm. So even taking that further, it's like, well, everything is temporary. Yeah. Yes. And you said that, didn't you? And that has been Mm. floating around in my head too since our last podcast a couple of situations that I was in where, you know, you have those women who have been like, oh my gosh, like, whatever, how this panic, panic, whatever. And then literally, you are a voice in my head now. 
And I was like, everything's temporary. And then sure enough, you know, two hours later, you're like, oh, that's sorted itself out. Like all is well with the world. But <laughs> yes, totally. And, oh yeah, this has honestly been so enlightening. <laughs> it, it blew my mind that first time. And it was, it was my husband, Rob. We were having a conversation and he was talking about it. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my god yes of course you know beliefs yeah they change so yeah everything is temporary yeah they do change and we can change them that's the th that's the yes. cool thing and yeah that, in that book that I was talking about that was part of it you know you become aware of what the belief is and then you you are grateful for the way that it served you up until now and then you can pick a new belief and it's like yeah Oh, it was so awesome. It's almost like picking from a menu. What do I want now? You know, what is the state of my relationship yes. now? What is yes. the state of my business now? Like whatever. And then you just decide. It's your new belief. Amazing. Well, yes. Our brains are also wired to make that a bit tricky for us. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> we have things called um, biases, the biases of the brain. But that's for a different podcast, Monica. Is there anything else that you would recommend to people for, you know, ways of coping with, or ways of even where to begin? Let's say you've held on to something, you're angry, you, you know that you want to forgive someone, release something. Where do you actually begin? I think that you need to get help. If you are literally sat there like really seriously stuck, yeah. you need to get some insight to be able to help you. Yeah. And that insight can come in a form which you're most comfortable with and a form that will work for you. And you might not even know what that is. So you could get professional help, you know, seek out a counselor or a psychologist. You can get some information, get yourself some good books self-help books I mean gosh there's so many out there and everyone is really different in the types of books some people like to do to read a book that has exercises and questions that you answer some people like to read just a big book it's all very dependent on what your style is because the thing is if you don't choose the right way for you then you're not going to get the insight that you need to get mm. I think you need to you first of all need to know that you can be free from the resentment or the feeling of revenge. Yeah. You need to understand that once you can get to a form of acceptance, then you can let go of the pain that you're feeling. And it is, it is just thinking, initially just thinking about those things that we've mentioned tonight. You know, just, just even the things like, am I stuck here? You know, why, why, am, I, why am I stuck? Is it because that person doesn't care is it because i've lost a hundred thousand dollars is it you know what is it is it because i actually caused some of it and i'm not admitting to myself that i caused some of it mm. and those are things obviously as well that you know that a counselor or a psychologist can help you to uncover yeah. but it's about asking the questions i think we almost always must ask the questions like why <laughs> Yeah. Why am I feeling like this? But I don't, I, I do think that if you're really, really struggling, I definitely, definitely recommend getting the help, you know, because you didn't, you didn't really get your insight until you started doing the work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Well, and literally, yeah. I mean, I, I started the work that I'm doing six or seven years ago, but it was literally two months ago that I was actually mm -hmm. able to forgive. So that's, most of my life that I've been holding on to this and sometimes it is it's just about find it's about finding that that right insight like obviously the person that you're working with now just asked you the right question or gave you the right information that it just connected in your brain oh yeah okay and you need to be ready you need to be ready to forgive because it's not an easy thing to do it's not just something that that you can go oh, well, like, I want to forgive. You actually have to work at it. It's hard. 
that's the thing that is the biggest thing that i like i was an absolute mess the entire weekend a zombie like it was brutal it was the worst thing ever but it had to be done like and i knew i knew that i was ready to do it that's the thing or else i wouldn't have subjected myself to that but but then yeah the i just feel so much better now and i don't want to carry around bitterness and anger for anyone ever you know that's how i chose to live my life so yeah yes and you don't have to and the great thing about forgiveness is that, you know, it's, it's never going to be too late or too early to forgive someone, you know? Mm. Yeah. Okay. So it could be 20 years later. Yeah. If it's still causing you pain, it, you, you know, don't just go, oh, well, it was 20 years ago. If it's still causing you the pain, if you're still struggling with it, then, you know, it's, it's not too late to do the work. Mm. yeah true 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 okay so that's good we've got about eight more topics for new podcasts i hope you're writing them down (laughs) (laughs) Um, send me a text (laughs) i will honestly i am i'm very interested now to see the the response from this because i feel like so many people are going to resonate so strongly with this yeah so absolutely you'll have to come back again (laughs) thank you and can I can I just jump in on that about my book situation of course go for it okay so I have a book that will be published and available this month on emotional resilience and I can tell you more about that but also the next one that I want to do because I was so inspired <laughs> when you said about this topic of forgiveness, I would like to write a little book on forgiveness and what I would like to have are stories from people who have found themselves in situations where it's been really hard to forgive, but they've been able to do it. Mm-hmm. And I would like to get that information as part of my research. And so I wonder if I might jump on the podcast and ask for the people who are listening to this, who have found themselves in situations where they've had a big thing to forgive and it's been really tough for them to do, if they wouldn't mind being part of my research. Amazing. Yes, I'm sure there are people here. So <laughs> you, heard, you heard the lady. Reach out to, to either one of us if you guys have a story that you'd love to share. That would be so amazing so so amazing i'm obviously happy to share as well yes i love that idea so much it's such a great idea and congratulations on your first book (laughs) so thank you thank you so much yeah yes i'm excited so it's a little a little guide to just some emotional resilience stuff to some of the stuff that we talked about in the last podcast Mm -hmm. but also some of the stuff that we didn't touch on amazing Okay, I'd like my first, my autographed copy first, please. <laughs> of course, Monica, of course. <laughs> all right, my friend. Well, again, a massive, massive thank you for being here and for all of your wisdom. I'm so grateful to have you in my life, let alone on the podcast. And you blow my mind every time we talk. Oh, thank you. Same, I, love, I, I just love the conversations that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and thank you so much for asking me to come on again. Yeah, don't worry. I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> yeah, you'll be back soon. Yeah. You'll be back. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, take okay. good care of yourself, and I will see you so soon.